Welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm your host, Susan Desenzi. In today's episode, titled Triggers and Two Sides of the Coin, I'm going to share with you a couple of things that happened today, one with my husband and one when I went back online engaging in social media for the first time in eight months over this long hiatus I've had away from my life and my work and engagement. And I'm sharing these experiences today because I kind of went through this process of understanding for myself, really, that there's these two sides of the, the, this coin that I could be triggered and mirrored all at the same time, what was really going on underneath, and it helped me to work through it, and I'm going to share that with you. So I hope that as you listen in today, you can see the relevance in your own life and you can pull from it the things that are important for you to look at both sides of so that when one experience happens, it can teach you one thing, but when something else happens, it can actually teach you the very same thing, but on the flip side, right? So I hope that you enjoy today's show. And as I will say all the time, would love to hear from you would love to engage with you in my Facebook group so that we can keep evolving and growing together. Reach out to me at Susan at SusanDesunzi.com and just tell me how you're doing and tell me what's going on in your world. I'm recording this episode that you're listening to now on August 12th, 2021, but you may not be hearing it I don't know, probably sometime in September, who knows, maybe even October, right? I'm not exactly sure when this particular episode is going to, you know, get published. But I wanted to share with you kind of what went on today, because again, it's one of those other realizations and it's part of my journey and part of your journey too. I'm sure, right? I hope anyway. So I had to take my husband to the eye doctor as a follow-up to an, a corneal transplant surgery he had to have eight days ago. And my husband is not the most, uh, you know, he's not the best passenger in a car because he's always used to driving. And because of this corneal situation and his eye disease, this isn't the first time he's had to have a corneal transplant. This is actually the fourth time. And so while he's had to go through this other times, and we have been together during some of those times, for whatever reason, him being a passenger, he's been a little more edgy and a little bit more cranky. And he's having a little harder time with this surgery, uh, with this transplant than he did previously. The second one in, in any eye is always a little bit tougher. And he's got a small leak and the leak isn't healing quite on its own yet. And we're still, you know, giving it time and that's fine. Um, but, you know, it's causing him an, an extreme amount of light sensitivity and it's affecting his work and it's giving him headaches. And so it's just putting him on edge a little bit. And as we're driving to the doctor, you know, he's being a little bit, you know, of that bad passenger, that backseat driver, right? And I, you know, I let it go and I let it go and I let it go. And then I kind of reached a point where I just felt myself getting kind of pissed off. And I kind of, you know, snapped sarcastically back at him. And, you know, then he started being funny. 
Now, my husband is a really funny guy, but I wasn't in the mood for his funniness. And, you know, whether it was good sarcasm or just flat out being funny, I wasn't in the mood for it because I was kind of relishing being in my pissed offness. And I wasn't relishing in it like I like this, but I just was kind of attached and holding on to it. Now, I've talked in previous episode, I think it was the episode um, about attachments and letting go specifically was the title of it, whereby how you have this choice to begin letting go and to really look at what are you attached to. And so I, I knew this, you know, but I was kind of being happy, uh, if you want to say happy, in my pissed offness at him because I was just frustrated and irritated that he's kind of being this backseat driver and not just letting me drive the way I drive, doing what, going the way I want to go and trusting me, right? You know, we've been together for almost 21 years. He knows how I drive. He knows I'm a safe driver. It wasn't a question of that. And, it, and I just found it really irritating. So as he's being funny and kind of joking, I'm like, you know, being snippy, like, do you see me laughing? I'm not laughing, am I? And I thought, whoa, as, as we, we resolved it, it was always fine then. I said to him, you know, really what was pissing me off was that you're kind of in your crabbiness and your pain and your struggle with what's going on for you right now physically. And, and it's taking a mental and an emotional toll on him too. You're kind of lashing out at me a little bit. And I'm totally empathetic and compassionate and understanding of what's happening. But you kind of like are just continuing to poke and poke, right? And now I've reached this place of frustration and I just wasn't responding well. I was being reactionary, right? Because the truth was, after we talked about it for a moment and resolved, you know, resolved it between us and we apologized to each other for kind of crabby snippiness at each other, I said to him, the real reason, as I thought about it and kind of dug a layer deeper, and this all happened while I'm driving in a matter of, you know, just a couple of minutes kind of thing. I said, the real reason that I was kind of being reactionary and snipping back at you was because I felt very dismissed. I felt very unheard. And I started, you know, recognizing how, like, all of us can feel that way at various different times. And I wonder if you've ever felt that way, if you've ever felt really unheard or unseen or dismissed in what you think or feel. Like how many times have maybe, you know, you gone to the doctor and you've told them that you have these symptoms and this problem and they're just kind of dismissing it to something else, right? Oh, it's, if you're a woman, it's, it's, are you under stress? Oh, it's because you're a woman or you're being emotional or whatever, now, I know you might say, well, change doctors if the doctor talked to you like that. But, you know, sometimes people just have to kind of go through their process like a doctor to systematically rule out other things to kind of get to the root cause. And just like my own journey of physical illness, they weren't really listening when I kept saying something else is going on. And even though my doctor said the day he released me from the hospital from the gallbladder surgery that, you know, I kind of don't think this is the whole problem. It felt like 
when I would go see him thereafter and I would tell him the symptoms I'm still having, the problems I'm still having, even though he believed that might not be the full problem, having done the surgery, it was almost like he was not really being proactive in caring enough with me to say, hey, we're going to figure this out and take those actions, right? And I felt very dismissed, right? And I felt like I started going into that negative thought process of like, am I making this up? Am I a hypochondriac? Is this, you know, I'm, what's going on here? I know this is real. Why are these people who I'm supposed to trust, like a doctor, not listening to me? Well, it's the same with my husband. Why is this man whom I love and I've been with for almost 21 years, who I trust implicitly, why is he not listening to me? Or why is he being dismissive? Why is he kind of saying, you know, like if he said something like, let's say, oh, well, that's your problem. That's, you know, kind of very dismissive, right? And so as I was thinking this in those couple of minutes, and I said that to him, that I just felt really unheard and distrusted and dismissed. And he apologized, you know, he's like, look, I, you know, I love you. I don't want you to feel that way. You know, I'm sorry. And, and the truth is he can't make me feel that way. I was triggered by what he was saying. It just, it just really dawned on me that I don't, I cannot tell you how many times professionally or personally I've had conversations with other people where they feel dismissed or unheard or unseen. And then the interesting thing is that today on August 12th, 2021, it was the first time I got back online and on social media. I went back onto Facebook today for the first time and I posted that I was going to be going live in about five minutes. At that point, I went live for only about a five minute little live, pre, you know, live talk. And I basically just said, Hey, I'm back. And, you know, it's so great to be back. And kind of, you know, if you want to hear more about what was going on for me for during that eight-month time frame and why I kind of fell off the face of the planet, check out the podcast, you know, listen to the to the more recent episodes, and you'll have a better understanding of the journey I've been on. And I got a lot of comments and a lot of love. I was so worried about you. Quite frankly, I thought you died. I thought COVID got you. I didn't know what had happened. You know, all these different comments. And great to see you. Great to see you. And I kept writing back, it's great to be seen. And it hit me that, you know, we all want to be seen and loved, right? We all want to be heard. We all want to have our thoughts and our feelings validated and approved of or acknowledged in some way, shape, or form. And that when that doesn't happen, it will absolutely can trigger the some of the negative thoughts and feelings and beliefs that we either have about ourselves or about others around us, right? And so while I don't ever question my worth and my value with my husband— I absolutely questioned my worth and my value to some degree with my doctor, right? When he didn't seem to be really listening to the fact that I am telling him this is very out of character for me, and this is a real problem, and it's affecting my every aspect of my life and my work, every aspect of me, and I need help. And yet, he wasn't being super, super proactive in the moment. And I thought, wow, this is really then 
uh, one of those other mirrors and lessons for me to be self-reliant and self-resilient. And it kind of struck me that same way today in the car with my husband that I cannot expect him to handle his pain and his struggle and what he's going through physically and emotionally and mentally with his eye situation and the surgery. I cannot expect him to cope with it and handle it the same way that I might. Therefore, if he gets a little upset or a little angry or a little snippy or whatever, for me to take it so personally, like it means something about me and he's doing it on purpose to be dismissive or to be kind of jerky, that's just one, not fair to him. Two, it's not the truth. And three, it has nothing to do with me. So for me to be triggered was just this, you know, kind of lesson and mirror for me to go, oh, that's where I'm being reactionary and not responsive. And and I've always seen reaction and response very differently. I see reaction as something, I, I mean, even look at the word reaction. It's like we acted on it once, it got stored away in our little file folder brain, and our mind pulled it back up again when something out here in the external world happens that kind of pulls it to the forefront of your mind and your conscious awareness, and you are reacting on it again. So we have this reaction, and we're reacting because we've experienced something before and have had certain thoughts or feelings or beliefs about it. Whereas response is choice, right? I have a conscious ability in that moment to make a choice on how I will respond. And now that's, so that's how I've always seen, you know, kind of reaction versus response. Well, you know, when he's kind of poking the bear, so to speak, and not intentionally, but it's because he's reaching a higher level of frustration within himself because he's being this passenger and he's not used to that and it's uncomfortable for him. And he's poking. I'm then getting triggered and triggered and triggered to where I'm reacting versus responding. And to where I felt unheard or unlistened to or dismissed or unseen. And yet then when I went live on Facebook and I'm being seen again, and I felt the good feelings with that, right? Like, hey, it's great to be seen. It was just this other level of awareness that I'm being acknowledged for who I am. But it also was this awareness of, are there still pieces in me that feel like I'm not acknowledged or that I that are being unseen or where I am not being heard or where I'm being dismissed. And and so I just kind of wanted to share this piece with you because you know this is what I'm I I'm going through in this moment today as I'm recording this even though I may feel differently by the time this episode airs in three or four or six weeks. And it's just this, it's, it's this constant process of evolving, right? You know, of growth, of unpeeling layers away and questioning, where do I feel unheard? Where do I feel unseen? Where do I feel dismissed? Where else in my life have I felt this or believed this? Where have my experiences kind of mirrored for me that I've, 
then felt triggered by, you know, whatever the experience was into feeling unseen or unheard or dismissed and, and how it's so important to begin to kind of pay attention to that if you want to move through it. Because what I could have done instead is just stayed angry and been kind of pissed off at him and said things in my mind like, oh, he's such a jerk. And I don't understand after all these years together, why he just doesn't get it, or he doesn't hear me, or he doesn't know it, or he's not apologizing or whatever. He's being reactionary to what he's thinking and feeling. I'm being reactionary to what I'm thinking and feeling. And we're not going to get anywhere. So instead, when I was being all pissy and being like, well, I'm not laughing right now. He's like, geez, he goes, why are you taking it so personal? And in that moment, I realized I was taking it personal and I was taking it personal because it was triggering a personal thing up in me that felt that way, that felt dismissed or unheard or unseen. And like when I went live on Facebook and all these people are like, hey, great to see you. And I'm feeling the trigger of, wow, this feels good that I'm being seen. It was also the same thing as in the car with him. One was kind of negative. One was a little bit more on the positive side where, you know, I, I felt good that I was being acknowledged and seen, but it was also a bit of my own attachment to being seen, right? And it just, it just kind of hit me that kind of both sides of it all in the same day that it, it's really not about those pieces, the experiences themselves and what actually happens, that's part of the story and the narrative, right? And we could get so caught up in that, that really today, both sides of the coin being shown to me today were really just about my awareness that I just have to be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that there are fucking triggers out there and they are going to be in my life whatever, for the rest of my life at various times. And all I need to do is in the moment I'm being reactionary and I'm feeling something intensely and I'm feeling kind of that trigger is just to kind of take a look at it a little bit closer, even if it's just a couple of minutes, and just kind of ask myself, not only is this true for me, but is this really the reality that I am wanting to choose? Do I want to go around day to day in my life and be pissed off at my husband when he is getting cranky or struggling with his own day and he's being sarcastic to me or he's saying something to me in a tone or he's being a little bit kind of the, the poker of the bear? Do I, do I want to be pissed off at him? No, I love him. I have fun with him. I enjoy him. He's a big part of my life. I don't want to be pissed off at him. But if I am feeling that way, don't deny it, honor it, have integrity with it to communicate, hey, this is how I'm feeling, but the reality of what I'm feeling isn't about what just actually happened. It's about this deeper thing in me that's being triggered that feels like I'm not seen or heard. And again, does this go back to, you know, some of the trauma? Of course, I'm sure it does. I know it does because of, you know, the whole nine-year-old situation where the police were basically calling me a liar. And if you're unsure what I'm talking about, there are plenty of episodes 
um, previously. I, I think even the episode on moving through the illusion of trauma, which may be episode like 27, I think, where I talk more specifically about that. It, it's like, even, even if that's the case, even if they didn't believe me, I know the truth and know what happened. So it's just like today. I know that I am driving safely and that we are fine and that we can go this way or that way. Either way, we're going to get to where we're going when we get there and that it really doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into a power struggle with someone else about what they're struggling with versus what I'm struggling with. Damn it, I want you to see what I'm saying. Now, I get that, you know, let's say you're, you know, um, I don't know, for example, you're working at a job and you have been there for a while and you want to have, you want to ask for a raise and you go to your boss and your boss is just very dismissive toward you. Or you go to a coworker because you need their help on, on some project or some task that you have to do. And they're just like being very dismissive, like, hey, that's your problem, not mine. That's not my job. You got it. Well, again, we can walk away and feel very pissed off at that person for not being willing to help us or whatever the case may be. Or we can look at it like, okay, well, obviously, for whatever reason, that person doesn't feel they can... I don't know, help out or they're lazy and just don't want to do extra work or whatever it might be. But the truth is, I'm feeling a bit helpless in this right now. I'm feeling a bit like worried and confused or afraid that I won't get this thing done that my boss expects me to do. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's kind of like I just read something about uh, one of the airlines and I won't mention the name of the airline, but I, I read something about one of the airlines whose um, some of their, you know, I think flight attendant upper management staff had requested the flight attendants of that airline to volunteer their time to help out at these very, uh, you know, overloaded and overwhelmed airports where, you know, a lot of flights had been canceled and, uh, they needed some extra help, right? And the person who was in charge of kind of the a union, I guess, for these flight attendants kind of wrote this scathing letter back to the airline and was like, are you freaking kidding me? We get abused as it is for this amount of money, right? What we get paid and whatever. Now you want us to get abused for free? Why should we do it for free when we get already get paid to be abused? In other words, we're standing up for ourselves and saying, it's not okay that you're asking us to volunteer our time on our days off when we're being stranded in cities around the country, when we're not being taken care of, when we're being treated certain ways, not only by the company, but by a lot of airline passengers. Why would we want to do this? Right. And so they stood up and had their voice. Now, some of them could have felt afraid that they might lose their job if they kind of, you know, stuck to that, right? I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to have my voice. And there might be this negative consequence if I do that. Well, that's true. That can happen. But I realized today that if I didn't stand up for myself and have my voice and allow myself to be heard, whether he heard me the way I wanted him to hear me 
and then responded, quote unquote, appropriately to that right off the bat. If he doesn't, then I have to speak up and say, here's what I'm offering up to you. Here's what I'm saying. Here's how I need you to hear me. I'm asking you now to listen. And that's really kind of the, the, the lesson that I kind of realized today on even, even going live was that part of me wanted to be seen again and needed to be seen again after being gone for so long. And had no one liked my post or watched the live, had no one commented, I can honestly tell you, I probably would have had felt some hurt feelings. I may have felt like, oh, wow, they don't like me anymore. They, you know, don't think I bring value to their life in any way. Or, you know, wow, maybe, maybe I didn't, I didn't do the Facebook live at the right time. Or maybe I, should have, there's that should have again, maybe I should have given more notice to when I was going to go live. Like, uh, who fucking knows? I could have had a whole conversation in my head about it. But I didn't. Because I recognized in the moment that with my husband in the car, it was about not being seen, heard, about being dismissed. But with the Facebook Live, it was about just me sharing, hey, I'm back and I'm so excited to be here. And here's a little bit of what's been going on. And if you want to learn more, check out the podcast episodes because I go into a lot more detail there. And it's just great to be here. But at the same time, down deep, there was that part that was like, ah, this feels really good to be seen again. And so it's just about those subtle little awarenesses that we have that I really believe can help you begin to move into your fully spiritually expressed self, your true power, and and beginning to recognize what that is for you and how to step into that. And I think when we do that, then we start living our fully expressed self, you know? I, I truly believe that once we learn to really integrate the human and the spiritual the human part of us that has ego, that feels triggers, that has experiences, that becomes afraid and worried and scared about things and holds on to, you know, attachments and the past and the spiritual side of us that knows how to sit in this place of divine source of love and infinite potential and possibility. And we can integrate and merge the two so that neither one of them become this all-encompassing thing, but we walk through life each day then with this awareness and this knowledge that we're both. We're human and we're spiritually divine. So it's a shorter episode today. I don't always know how long my episodes are going to be anymore. I kind of don't care. I told you way back when we kind of relaunched the podcast that I am going to show up as I show up. And if that means turning on the mic one day and just coming to you with some, you know, experiences I've had and some parts of the journey I'm going through and kind of, you know, kind of coaching myself through it, I'm going to do that. And if other times the, and the episodes are shorter and if other times the episodes are longer, well, you know, then it's longer. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Um, I hope you found value in it and you got something out of it. If you did or you didn't, and you, you want to give me a heads up on that, you have a comment for me, a criticism. 
I don't really care. Reach out to me, Susan at SusanDesenzi.com. I am always more than excited to hear from you and hear how you are stepping more fully into your fully spiritually expressed human self. I hope you have a spiritually expressed full week and I will see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to the Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option. Getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to SusanDesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.